0: Hello everybody! Welcome to this episode of Might and Mercy. I'm your Game Master, Toby, and I'm joined today by the wonderful Feline! Hi! Yehuda! Hi! Chris! Hi! Matt! Good evening! For another exciting episode of Might and Mercy. Well, actually not another, it's the first, but hey, that's what I've got written in my script. (laughs) <laughs> we use the 13th Age System by and Press. And the setting is my own creation for you to explore and enjoy. This is all going into recording, people. Pay attention, be serious. We don't have any announcements. Did we get any sponsors? No, right? No, nothing we want to sell. We don't have t shirts. So, you know, you can just listen. Um, so, I guess it's time for us to start this episode of Might and Mercy. This is a tale of magic. A world where dragons and giants rule. A world full of people who live in these empires unaware that something is watching and plotting. Anyway, meet the would-be heroes. A farmer, a wanderer, a knight and a merchant who are just going about their lives and have no idea of the amount of trouble they're about to get themselves into. And me? Well, you can call me Game Master. To find out where this story goes, subscribe and step into the world of might and mercy. A lifetime ago, under a red-scarred sky, cracking with blue thunder. A horned knight is jolted awake when a healing spell surges through his body. Lying, armorless, in just his underclothes, on a bunk, in a tent, somewhere near a battlefield. Yehuda, who do we see? Trabiel,
1: known as Trouble, is a tiefling knight. His skin has a mottled reddish hue, like the glow of dying embers. A pair of large, curled horns grows proudly on his head. There's a perpetual snarl on his face, as if daring the world to do its worst, which is what he expects it to do. Uh, He's... He's been a soldier for a long time, and he is covered in scars to prove it. Most of them healed over, but uh, but they're there. Um, he's got a tattoo of a daisy of all things on his left shoulder. And since he is in his underclothes, there's not much more to add at the moment.
0: Trouble. You recall the ridge imploding underfoot. And now, you are here, in the recovery tent, back at the HQ of your unit. You realize three things in rapid succession. You're alive, you're safe, Harnaldus isn't here. Healers rush around in bloodstained uniforms trying to save limbs and lives as more wounded are carried in on stretchers. You recognize some of them as the archers from your unit that were standing on the ridge when it buckled under them in the trap the wyvern spires had set. Good, you're up! A gnome with a surgeon's mask hanging from one ear says. You'll be fine, Just sore and bruised. Your gear's outside. They'll know who's to fetch. With a determined nod and a pat on your hand, she dashes off to the next bed as the moans and grunts and cries in this tent begin to swell. Is there anything you're thinking or want to do at this moment?
1: I immediately sit up if I can and I shout out after her. The others? How many?
0: What happened? She looks at you over her shoulder. And you kind of see the sadness in her eyes. From what you've seen, maybe two or three of your comrades from your 20 person unit were brought back in alive. Hello. As you're sitting up on your bunk, a sudden storm of action outside the tent grabs your attention. Hold it! The sergeant shouts. It flies under the promise of peace. The tension that exists outside of the tent at this moment becomes instantly incredibly palpable for you. What do you want to do?
1: My gear's not here yet. Is there any other gear nearby? I can't just lie here now.
0: No, well, your gear's outside somewhere, but there's nothing weaponizable in the medical tent except maybe a scalpel or something
1: well i i turn to the gnome and i seize her by the shoulders and ask what is going on
0: i'm working here
1: Duh! i rush outside in my underclothes
0: The moment you step outside, a shadow passes over you. A wyvern, bearing a banner of truce, flies and lands right in the middle of the camp. But you're not watching the rider, nor do you pay attention to the wyvern. You only see two bodies, clad in the familiar Kaladin armor, that the wyvern carries on its back. You watch off to the right where the command tent is situated, as Harnaldus' mother and his brother, Haran, the Fist of Valestar and Rafa, the elegant brute, exit the command pavilion. Both are dirty, scathed, bloodied. Rafa's right arm is wrapped in a bloody bandage. But you know that won't stop him from fighting. Shara Wivenspire, a formidable half-giant woman and an elegant warrior, dismounts by hopping off the wyvern, her armor clinking as she lands on sure feet. You have encountered her yourself, and you know she and your friend Harnaldus have jeweled many times before. She plants the banner in the earth, Dust flies up and you look around and you see soldiers with arrows knocked, spears leveled, hands on hilt, shields up. And it's hard to tell if they're more afraid of the wyvern or of this champion of the enemy that has so boldly run into your camp. From the back of her wyvern, she carefully sets two bodies down upon the clearing. Rafa wants to rush forward, but his mother holds him back. Is there anything you want to do at this point?
1: Do do I... I recognize the armor. Do I recognize the bodies? One of the
0: bodies. Very clear that it's Rachel Velastar.
1: No. I, I, I start moving forward. Not running,
0: but... Okay. I don't know if I'll- As you move closer, Shara kneels at the head of each body and whispers something to them, as if to show them some form of respect. She sets a beautiful hammer, a war hammer down by Rachel's head. And then she raises a spear overhead. And you immediately recognize this spear crafted from beautiful material, engraved with runes that give it powers as normal spear would not have. It's Harnauldus' spear. She takes a deep breath and shudders before she speaks. Behold, she says, her voice croaks the spear of your precious wyvernbane. I honor your family by returning the bodies of these great warriors to you. Haram, Arnaldus' mother, Rachel's mother, steps forward. Her powerful voice trembling. Daughter of stone and thunder, I know this is a difficult moment for all of us. Please gift me the peace. Tell me the truth what became of my kin, my children. It looks like Shara wants to say more, but she hesitates. Trouble, you've moved close enough to see both of the bodies. The other one So Rachel is clearly on the floor before you, clad in her armor. A peaceful but sorrowful expression on her face. The body beside her is missing a head and an arm. But you know that armor. What do you want to do?
1: I'm refusing to believe this. But i Trabiel is in denial right now. Is, is, is there any weapon nearby? Any armor he can grab? Anything?
0: Nope. Except you can rush over to one of the soldiers nearby and rip it from their hands if you want.
1: No. I I, I rush forward demanding screaming whose is this tell me this
0: is not harold shara looks at you and then turns to haram harold hernaldus's mother mother of lions Know that his memory will live on with honor. I will see to that. She turns, making to remount. Is there anything you want to do?
1: Wait, is she still carrying this spear? She is. I shout after,
0: You forgot something! She turns around and grins at you. If you want it, you know where to find me. With that, the wyvern spreads its wings. The rush of air, I need you to make a a normal saving throw, please, d20. And our first roll of the game, 19. 19. As it spreads its wings, the rush of wind spreading out from it knocks some of the less sure-footed soldiers back. You, however, lean into the rush of air, snarling at her maybe, as she gets up on Wyvernback, raises the spear overhead, and takes flight. Haran and Rafa rush forward at this moment and you're all standing around the bodies, one of which is clearly Rachel. The other is mangled and maimed beyond recognition. The head is missing, one arm is ripped off. Acid has burnt its flesh and corroded its armor, but it is clearly the beaten, broken and corroded armor of Harnaldus Haran Velastar, the Spear of Kaladin. The wyvern bait. But you can't see his face or his arm. You do, however, see that his left arm is still attached to the body. What do you want to do?
1: What do I want to do (laughs) is go back in time and change things. Um... I think at this point, I just fall down on my knees and scream at the sky. And particularly at the wyvern in the sky. Well, at that point, I'm snarling, not yelling. And I mutter, oh, I'll find you. I'll find you if I have to chase you down into the abyss.
0: As blue thunder cracks across this red sky, this huge wyvern flies north and away from you. Haran and Rafa kneel by Harold's body. Rafa rips at the armor on his left arm, and right there on the arm is the tattoo of a daisy. Damn. <laughs> Moving on. Present day. It is mid afternoon and daylight fades in the distant east as the dawn singer's breath that illuminates the land steadily heads for the world's end. Some say that if you were to peek over the edge of the world, you would tumble down into the abyss. In a lush valley at the heart of golden fields that give this town its name lies Gold Meadows, a place where folk work hard, live humble lives, and when possible, gather in their favorite watering hole to enjoy whatever entertainment is available. The tallest building counts three stories, and the largest is the keep of Lady Olana Bonebreaker, regent of Gold Meadows. Wide avenues, tight alleys, well-kept storefronts and rundown dives. This small place has them all. Not many from outside the valley pass through gold meadows and those in power like to keep things that way. They run things their way and as long as folk pay the empire its fair share, few outside the valley care about the goings on here. Why would they? Nothing worth noting ever happens in gold meadows. The market at the town's heart prepares itself for the annual Titan's Tith Fair, with special booths and displays being erected for folk from all over the valley to hawk their wares and make merry at the end of the week. As these preparations are being made, a line has formed by the entrance of the brittle flagon. Miserable-looking folk wait and chat. It's a racket, it is, one says. Quiet, or they'll flog you, another whispers. Most carry sacks of grain, hanks of wool, the common trade goods and gold medals. Some guide sheep and hogs, calves and chicken, but all look equally poor, mistreated, and lackluster. At the end of the line, behind a sturdy desk, sits the reeve of gold meadows, Gratis Grabchak, or Greedy grass, as the folk like to call him. He twirls a coin on the wood, ignoring the farmer standing before him, and says, "'Tis not a discussion, Greenhaven. Pay the taxes. Eight hundred gold pieces worth now." Matt, do you want to tell us who we Mm. see speaking with greedy gratis?
2: Yes. uh, You see Harold, who's a a well-worn farmer. And if you saw him a few minutes ago, you would have seen him uh, with a fairly relaxed look on his face, holding the arm, uh, of, carrying on in a friendly bickering with a woman his age. He's standing now in front of the the tax collector looking pretty. He's trying to keep an optimistic view and a good view of the future, but you can see that it wears him out a little bit. You know, he's his clothes are well maintained, but he's never gonna get the dirt out of him. His hands are also never get the dirt out from under those fingernails, and there's a you can see that there used to be a ring on that finger. Maybe he sold it. Maybe he's just not showing it to the, uh, to the tax collector. He keeps his gray hair long. But you can see, as he gets frustrated, a bit more frustrated with the tax collector, you see the, this iridescent flash out of his eyes. Um, he's got that long... Uh, he's got that sort of well-worn but uh, still strong look of a farmer who can throw a hay bale all the way up to the top of the farm or keep his cattle safe from the wolves. But now his shoulders start to slump a little bit. He um, turns to the tax collector and uh, says, "Well, you know, Gratis, I can't get it for you today, as you know. It's been a rough year. I have plenty uh plenty in my cart and we're gonna get that to you but um if i give uh yeah but we gotta find a we gotta find a way to make an agreement on this you can't keep doing this to the to the farmers in my valley
0: greenhaven you, you misunderstand unlike my quill and ink the price is not on the table for negotiation. 800 gold pieces. Now. And he tabs with a skinny, bony finger on the wood three times.
2: Well, you can have the barter I brought. I've got 100 gold and 300 uh, and plenty more and and it's now there's 700 in barter. Or, I can bring you a cow. I can bring you, Grabus, gratis, a cow. To your farm he, next week. He looks
0: at the uh, barter that you've brought along with you. Yeah. Stands up, and as he stands up, the stool kind of grates across the um, the cobblestones oh. that the streets made up of. Hurts your ears a little bit. Ooh. He plants two bony hands on the desk, rises, leans forward a bit too far, stares right at you as he moves, walks out around from his desk, and starts to inspect the goods you have.
2: Well, I'll uh, whisper over to Alyssa. Alyssa, it's to time. Who? Uh My wife, Lissana? Did uh, we change okay. the name yep. of my wife? Wa- I think we've changed her name a few times. Uh what's her name let's stick with lisana the original i'll uh i'll, I'll wink at lisana and it's time for her to uh to do her little uh to do her little uh she has some tricks up her sleeve for situations like this as a um you can see she's got a few little runes hidden around her body and uh yeah she looks like she knows what she's doing on a uh yeah she, uh, she looks like she knows her way around uh, a runic circle. Roll so, a d20, uh,
0: tell me the number.
2: Yes. And that number is a five. It's not great. So whatever she, uh, whatever little glamour she tries to put on our goods you, that we usually you realize
0: You yeah. realize that your wife is capable of a lot of things. And you see the little butterfly hop on her left shoulder and then kind of fly up into the air around her cart, your cart. But whatever she's trying to do, she cannot turn Mm. 300 gold pieces worth of bartering goods, Mm. grain, wool, um, whatever you have collected over the harvest on your farm into double that amount. Yeah, in an instant
2: in that um, case could i roll sort of a negotiation role with my background as a, a long-standing farmer in the community to to somehow save uh, get get uh, get my goods valued more or find a way out of this uh, find a way out of this political nasty situation
0: Okay. Uh, I'll, say what, I'll what, say what would you, gratis, before would you say, do that, what would say,
2: you say? I say, Gratis, you know that I've long supported the, the orphanage uh, under, um, and I know it's not an official tax deduction um, to support Mimian. It's quite a useful La- endeavor in the city. Well, yeah, but, um, Gratis. Ooh, okay. Now I'm going to play dirty with my background as a holding hold farmer. Yeah, but Gratis, um I hear that you're responsible for s- several of her charges there, and my continuing my continuing donations there will keep them safe and out of the public eye.
0: So the, the play, moment I'm playing you, dirty. It's you time mentioned to play dirty. that you see. I hope uh, you'll let me roll
2: a roll a negotiation roll with my landholding background.
0: <laughs> the moment, the moment you. Uh, You see that, you say that, this figure that has been standing relatively still behind Gratus, but is about two heads taller than you. Not quite half giant, but
3: big. Hmm.
0: Kind of tosses his head left, right, and as he does it, you hear the, you know, like, the, the bones kind of like crack. And then he plants one fist into a palm Boss! he making trouble again! And learned his lesson! Gratis kind of holds up a hand, waves the man back, smiles at you. Make your roll.
2: Alright. Oh gosh, I guess this would probably be out of the 25. 25! <laughs> well, I could do it if I roll a 20, I think. Let's see what happens. Oh, 12, 6. 15 I, I got to 19 it's, it's which is only, not a 25 it's only,
0: it's only your background
2: oh not also charisma bonus because it's a negotiation no. well then let's call that a 16
0: Sixteen. Gratis just continues kind of picking the dirt from under his nails and flicks something over right in the middle of your face you know Greenhaven hmm I never liked you But I'll tell you what, either you pay or I go collect from the farm of your children. I hear Travis hasn't had any trouble at his farm yet. But it's up to you. You have till sundown to produce 400 gold pieces worth of whatever you want to put in front of me. Now, please get out of the way. Cracker, smiley, and then right beside the big one, you see a little scrawny one as well, kind of peeking around, his cloak. Ismos please take control of Master Greenhaven's possessions. He won't be needing them anymore today. Sundown, Greenhaven.
2: Of Understood. course.
0: Of course. You see this? huge brute lumber over they take your card away anything else you want to say do try
2: Mm, I don't think there's much more to be won here but um, the um, uh, do I have a relationship with Alana Bonebreaker after all these years or or not because Alana is sort of the the boss of the whole town right
0: she is Mm.
2: And uh, we're a long standing family in the town. You are I think it's better to go visit the orphanage first and see if I can um, see if I can find a, find an angle there. Okay.
0: Luzon turns to you and says I'm, I'm gonna go into the brittle flagon and see what's going on there, darling. And I'm sure we'll sort yeah. this out. Do you want I'll, me to I'll see you later?
2: Yeah, say hi to Travis if he's in he should be in there already, right?
0: You haven't seen him yet, but could be.
2: Yeah, okay. Uh, let him know he might have trouble coming, but um, I mean, there's no fighting the law even when it's wrong, so we'll get out of this This
0: pulls you, pulls you aside by yeah. your arm, kind of a yeah. bit tighter than usual, out of earshot of Gratis, who's already moved on to yeah. extorting the next poor yeah. soul in line. I love your sense of righteousness, darling, but there's no point in standing up to these people. You know that.
2: Uh, They'll also do what they if, want to do. But if no one can pay, no one can pay. What are they going to do? Kick us off our farms and not make anything? Anyway, I'll talk to... Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can work an angle with Mimi and, and maybe then get a backdoor to Alana. Because it's not just us. It's everybody. He's doing this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Take it easy, Azure, huh? my
2: love. Take it easy, my love. Have a dr- Have a beer with Travis. We'll sort it out by tonight.
0: She waves. As you're doing this, um, the crowd standing in line goes somewhat quiet as a very unusual sight and it lopes past and follows Lizan into the brittle flag and tavern. Sibylle, Felim do you want to tell us who we see?
4: Sibley is a yellow-eyed Felion uh, with short head, light brown mottled coat of fur, and a red-brown hoodie, hand-stitched from silver bark from the deep Charla forest. She wears a blue jewelled necklace uh, in memory of her late father, a fine Felion tradesman who traded this necklace back years ago when, when she was young and he went to fight in the Bonebreaker War. Um, she's fresh-faced and naive as a 25-year-old, who makes a living as merchant of the Crafty Orc, uh, a small honest business in the artisan's quarter of another town called Meldegali, selling um, natural treasures, wood carvings, um, handmade jewellery and natural ornaments. Um, She loves a good barter as well and always tries to get the best deals.
0: Sibley, as you're trying to walk into the inn, a man dressed in braggish clothes, dirty from work and worn down, um, an old cloak over his shoulders, human, for sure, well into his drinks, stumbles out, and as he stumbles past you, or into you, and pauses for a second, Just trying to get his glare into focus, shadow, See so, you, ah, well, oh. pardon, terribly pardoned. My mistake. You you look just like, Annie and he just kind of saunters off, stumbles off. Anything you want to do?
4: Um, yeah, can I smell alcohol on him at this point? Oh, yeah. Reach A mile in. away, probably. <laughs> uh, who's, excuse me, who's Shadow?
0: Uh, he keeps walking.
4: <laughs> excuse me! <laughs>
0: You chase after him.
4: <laughs> I I shout and and wait for a response.
0: So as you as you shout quite a few people go <gasps> and like this this humanoid cat looking person just rushing after what seems to be a, a, a well known local drunk. He kinda of stops and turns. Sorry.
4: Who's, who's, uh, who's Shadow? You're saying I look like Shadow? Do you not? I'm a felion.
0: The moment you, you mention Shadow and he looks at you again, you can see his his face morph. Uh, sadness kind of washes over his, his face as he looks at you. Says, I could have sworn. They have his same eyes. There's an old friend died too soon mm. he left the town a gift so you're interested
4: yeah no one's ever said they look like me i'm currently the only one left of my race as far as i know so nice. yeah
0: you were related to shadow it's probably true he died 20 years ago hmm Left Money for the Orphanage, Shadow's Refuge for the Future of the Valley. <coughs> Down there, to mm-hmm. right, left, around. Just ask, you'll find it, if you're interested.
4: Great, yeah, I'll check it out. Thank you. Um, I'll buy you a drink sometime.
0: Did you say drink?
4: Yeah, maybe not now, but maybe later. Mm-hmm
0: probably i've had enough I should go
4: yeah 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 you should probably you should probably go anyway
0: feed the cats
4: yeah exactly feed the cats yeah <laughs> yeah
0: he stumbles away what do you do
4: i um head to the inn for my for my beverage
0: okay anything else you want to do inside of the inn
4: um, just have a relax do I, do I know anyone recognize anyone in the inn at the time
0: take a look around the inn mm. you notice a couple of things about the brittle flag it's an average clean run-of-the-mill with a nice storefront, an entrance. Um, and the sign outside over the door is a flagon that is cracked and somehow ale is misting from the cracks in this sign, but it doesn't quite drop down. So it just kind of like, you know, like one of these misters just kind of fizzles down. And then the top of your ear, the tip of your ear, gets a bit moist when you pass underneath it. It's probably around 100, 150 people in here. And it's nicely laid out, rafters up top, illuminated by glowing globes that are slowly changing. And for some reason, you have the feeling that the color reflects the mood of the crowd inside. It's actually slowly dimming because there is someone on the center stage telling a story A story you're quite familiar with: the lay of Oshilin Falls, where a group of adventurers from Maldegali slew a wyvern by their courage. You also notice, uh, right in front of you, actually, having walked in, you already noticed her before: a woman with a butterfly that is flying around her, which is an odd sight here, and she meets up with a man, probably 20 years her junior, give or take, um, who looks a lot like her, but also looks like the guy you just saw arguing with the Reeve outside of town. Grad is a familiar sight because you've seen him in your hometown on multiple occasions. The troubadour, the center stage, regales. The audience with a tail. And thus the orc cowered behind a rock, as the brave Griffin riders of Meldegali rode forth into danger to protect him and their home and brought down the Wyvern Grand. There was also a cat, but nobody knows what it did there. At this point, someone rises from one of the tables very near to this kind of center stage. Someone you are most definitely familiar with, but surprised to see here. Chris, do you want to tell us who Sibeli sees?
5: Certainly. So, Tupuk stands from his table. He he doesn't seem like your typical orc. He's in his late teenage years, which is about 50 for an orc. Uh, He's Certainly slimmer and more of a stick than his cousins, not really looking like he's built for the front lines of an altercation. He's dressed in a shabby oversized cloak that comes down partly over his face. And by the look of him, he looks like he's just another beggar on the street certainly looks like he smells like it right now. He pulls his hood to one side uh, revealing a a thin faced orc with a chin beard covering the lower half of his face somewhat feminine features which is strange for an orc Um, he has bright orange glowing eyes and a very pale olive skin Um, but he seems to be a lot more open and invites conversation which is something that With the hood up, certainly didn't seem like it was possible. Um, As he's staring at the stage, he's clutching in his hand a dirty pamphlet that looks like it's seen better days. Um, And he's somewhat snarling and seems very annoyed by what's going on on the stage.
0: Chipuk, you are slated to perform later on in the evening, but this dude on the stage poses a difficult dilemma. The crowd seems to enjoy his retelling of this tale, but you know it to be profoundly untrue, at least this version of it. (laughs) However, you don't want to lose the contract for the 10 gold pieces you were going to be paid to perform here tonight. Bye being rude to a fellow craftsman what do you want to do
5: so i certainly I certainly need the money it's it's not been a not been a good year so uh, if i don't perform i won't be eating and i certainly won't be sleeping inside tonight so i say i stand up and i s- clear my throat. <clears> throat i'll have you know good sir that the orc did not cower He ran away. Trust me, I was there.
0: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, do you hear this? You were there, would it, sir? And how would you tell this story then since we have an eyewitness here and some people in the crowd begin to kind of chuckle, (laughs) pointing at you.
5: Oh well, thank you so much for the invitation. I say as I stride towards the stage, stepping up, lightly. Oh, hey, oh uh, hey, wait, um. Do I you thank think... you very much for the introduction, sir. I thank you very much. Please step to one side while I tell the story as it should be told.
0: Make a make a a, a roll and add your strength
5: modifier to it. <laughs> strength modifier. Oof, 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 oof. Eleven. Eleven. Not right. renowned, he's, he's a
0: bit so. smaller than you. And despite your humble build, you are still an orc. And you kind of elegantly push past him. Hmm. Onto so, the stage. You are now both on stage.
5: Wonderful. So I, The room goes quiet. I, I fling my grey robe off in a dramatic fashion as it makes a plopping sound as it hits the ground. Mostly mud. And um, and I pull out from underneath my robe, in one hand, a hand puppet, and in the other hand, a small drum. And I start to rhythmically tap on the drum.
3: Okay.
0: And and then?
5: Getting the crowd behind me, kind of getting them to start to clap along with it, I start to tell the story of the heroes of Meldegali and how they slew the wyvern and protected and rescued the wyvern rider. And how those same heroes later took on a infestation of rats that had taken the village. The crowd
0: doesn't like the fact that their performer is being ousted off the stage. Make a, um, a hard save, 16 or higher, <laughs>
5: Can I use my traveling performer skill as a background here? I'm used sure. to harsh I, crowds. I think that is that is a very useful skill in this situation. Ooh, and that would be a 19.
0: A oh, 19. 19, all right. But you, with your natural charm and odd appearance, an orc with a hand puppet and a drum, and of tapping away slowly begin to win them over as the other performer, who is known as Solidus the Shabby, as you can see by his attire and by the state of his loot, kind of steps back and takes a good look at you as some sort of realization seems to be beginning to dawn on his face. So... Regale us with a with a story, please.
5: Oh, so um, so the story of the the saving a town from rats. Um, we were uh, once upon a time. Once upon a time uh, in Meldegali, um, a, a brave a brave orc and his feline companion um, took to the streets to try and trace the infestation of rats that was ruining the city. Um, they tracked uh, the, the rats um, to a, a house that was um, seemed to be the center of the infestation, but unfortunately fell foul to uh, the powers within and were blamed themselves for a murder that they didn't commit. Because of that, they had to double their efforts and track where these rats were coming from to prove not only their innocence, but also save the town. Because of that, they ventured underneath the city um, in order to find where these rats were coming from. Uh, Because of that, they found the central lair where uh, one of the inhabitants of the city had been communing with the rats and bringing them out to attack people in the town for their own benefit. Uh, Finally, uh, the heroes emerged and um, brought down this evil doer and had them arrested for what they were doing. Unfortunately, the evil rat that was uh, signing the deal, the demon, somehow escaped. We will find them. We certainly will find them.
0: The crowd applauds. And as you scan the crowd, you think you see a familiar face, but it's a bit hard to see in the now dimmed down interior, except for the glowing globes that seem to have clustered atop of the stage and seem to be beaming the light straight down onto Tubuk. Uh, Sibley, it is quite the stage for your friend to, uh, to have taken. Alas, trouble. Solidus steps forward and strums his lute. And a string breaks. And <laughs> he looks down. Somewhat disappointed. So you expect us to believe that you know about the slaying of a wyvern. And were instrumental and clearing out a rat play, because rats and wyverns are obviously in the same league. Dear people in this crowd, I present to you a fantastic storyteller in the truest sense of the word. word. Now, let me regale you with another tale, and let us see who the best storyteller is tonight. Do you think this man is up? To the challenge
5: Strum. It's partial Strum with his broken <laughs> broken loot. It somehow magically fixed the game. It's very Ooh, strange. Interesting. I am certainly up for the challenge. Uh, I, I can not only tell a good story, but I'm pretty good with the drum and the puppet as well.
0: Contested charisma roll. To go You need to be the 19. 17. Solidus begins. Pay attention, kiddo. This is a classic.
3: <laughs>
0: there they stood on bloody land, the rebel leader, maul in hand, as the warlord made his final stand. The string breaks again. <laughs> the crowd kind of goes, ah! Bound by honor, doomed by fate, both cut and hurt in dire straits.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: and he walks over to the side of the, the podium, tries to drink some ale, realizing that his cup is empty, kind of Growls and sets it, sets it down. So <coughs> they died with thunderous strikes, one swift, one hard. Doomed from the start, the warlord fell, and for mercy cried, which the bone breaker with wicked blow denied. You know this story is the lay of the jewel on Rams Hill, the. Founding story of the Bonebreaker rule in this valley. But it was a very terrible performance.
5: Oh dear. He steps
0: aside and gives the stage to you.
5: So uh, I will step forward and to, to keep it brief, I will use some of my prestidigitation skill to make it appear that my puppet is singing the song that he so terribly butchered a moment ago and use ghost sound uh, cantrip to throw my voice as if the puppet is besting him in his own game. Sounds really good.
0: Mm. And it works, the crowd is roaring. Sibylly, from where you're standing, it's, it's a good performance. Is there anything you want to do, Sibylly?
4: I shout out at the end of his um, terrible performance. He's telling the truth. The bard, Topuk, he's telling the truth. And then I start walking towards the stage. So that oh. Topuk can see me.
5: Wonderful. If I see Sibylle, I will sort of just abandon whatever I'm doing and just jump off the stage and, and give her a big hug.
0: Hey, get back on the stage. You can't just leave. You want more stories. Who's the best? I need you to make another charisma roll, but with advantage because your friend is obviously bolstering your performance. Oof. You need to be at a thirteen.
5: Twenty-four.
0: Twenty-four. Wow. Plus 5. Very nice. Very nice. Um, at the moment, uh, Solidus sees both you and Sibeli side by side. The strange kind of look of recognition or dawning of an insight on his face now turns to surprise, genuine surprise, as he seems to be putting one and one together the Orc and the Phileon from his tail. And his next performance is even worse for Weir. The crowd begins to kind of shout, No, you go home! We want the other one, the other one. Final
5: <laughs> contested roll. The final contested roll. Straight roll. So. Oh, another nineteen. Mm. So it's, it's eighty-five. Eight.
0: What story do you tell to
5: settle this matter once mm. and for all? So this time, seeing Sibeli, it brings back memories from a from our past adventures. I will tell the story uh, of when we were um, in the woods um, with our friend Tal Nixon uh, practicing our skills as youngsters. We accidentally uh, destroyed his his mushroom patch, Uh, much to his chagrin, and he made us (laughs) make good by walking around the forest and cleaning up For many, many months.
0: (laughs) The crowd roars with laughter at the way you regale them with this story, and Solidus kind of knows when he's beaten, bows to you as he passes you on his way off the stage, says, Next time, Master Orc, I will be better prepared. But for now, the stage.
5: I welcome the challenge. Thank you.
0: At that point, uh, Tolting Tolsar, the innkeep of the Brittle Flagon, kind of walks forward and, um, you know, the gleam on his polished hooves is nearly blinding. As he kind of comes up to you and says, just don't think you're getting paid more. Just don't.
5: Uh, now go I, do your thing.
0: I Ten gold expect, pieces.
5: I wouldn't expect more. I've no,
0: Right you are, this. you shouldn't. Yes.
5: Uh, so I will tell Sibeli that uh, I will see her afterwards. My public awaits and uh, back to the stage to entertain for a while longer. Doing some magic tricks, making the puppet do things that puppets shouldn't do, but in a fun way.
0: And the crowd watches. Trouble. As the lights come on back again in the brittle flagon, in you don't know why, but it could be the purple sheen in the eyes of the young man who just walked past your table to greet a woman with a butterfly hovering around her, snaps you back from the memory of a wyvern flying away, streaking across a red sky, to the interior of the Brittle Flagon Inn, where you sit in the back with your hood up in a dark corner, trying to stay as obscure as you can from the folk here after having spent the last few months on the road trying to get here. You've taken in the scene with the orc and the filial. Is there anything you want to do? um
1: is 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 the bard still telling the stories and performing
0: the uh orc has now taken right. the, stage. the
1: the orc bard he's he's the real bard yeah. um yeah i'm 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 trying to stay out of the light right now uh i do mm-hmm. not need attention currently so, but I, I am interested to hear, uh, to speak to, this bo- to, the, to the orc once he's done. But I'm obviously not going to stride across the crowd and not going to interrupt him. So I'm sitting there quietly, listening, and I'm just going to wait for the opportunity to come up to him after the show, after the performances okay. are over.
0: Let's uh, create a little montage to fast forward, starting with um, Harold. Um, outside of the Brittle Flagon. Harold, what is something you're doing outside of the Brittle Flagon as time passes?
2: Um, well, my first stop was to head over to the orphanage. So I think that's the, uh, kind of in a montage perspective, that's uh, what we see Harold doing. Heading over to the orphanage, um, having a sit down for a, a coffee with Mimian and Moonblossom, who, who runs this, this place, uh, a lot of head shaking and uh and uh commiserating going on and um i guess in the view in a visual view of a montage some discussion some debates uh some frustrated views and then eventually um uh kind of they shake hands they shake hands he makes you see him sort of make a promise and um uh, and heads back to the tavern. And what did they discuss? Uh, they discussed, I think um, Harold went and. Okay, so if you want a bit more detail then on the inside of that visual montage, he was trying, he was talking about a bit about politics, a bit about uh, the Bonebreaker, what could be causing Gratis to double his double his tax rates from previous year, whether it's something that's really needed by Alana Bonebreaker, or whether he's putting it all in his pocket, and we should go, uh, and we can go, um, we can go rat him out to Alana, to the Bonebreaker, who I don't know well, but uh have interacted with in the past over my years in the Valley. And right. I think yeah, Mimium has a bit more of an in as a in with the Bonebreaker, because it's not just me, it's every farmer in the Valley um okay I don't know if we came up with a good plan, but we uh, did our best and then eventually I kind of run out of ideas and probably head back to the tavern to see myself. Sounds
0: good. Sibyl
4: So I um I in the I'm in the inn just drinking away and um listening to Topuk's stories. <laughs> Drink after drink, it's been a a common theme that Topuk would be used to seeing me in, as we used to be drinking buddies back back in our own uh, town. Um, I'm also advocating for our stories a bit to the crowd, so so kind of whispering here and there and being like, oh, this this is a great story, yeah yeah, I love this one. Um, I notice the the woman with the butterfly um, speaking to the man, and and decide to to go over to them and also mutter about how great the stories are.
0: Very good. So you walk over to the woman with the butterfly. Cool. To Puck, what's going on on
5: stage? So on stage, I'm finishing off uh, the puppet show, throwing in a little bit of. Uh, juggling with some knives as well to show my versatility, um, and then as I as I come towards the end of the show, I'm subtly using another cantrip to throw my voice to make it sound like it's coming from different places and and kind of saying in different accents. Oh, we should definitely buy that person a beer. He's very good at his job. Oh yes, I think we should. Um, as I as I bow, pick up uh, my coins drunk. are being
0: tossed onto Ooh. the stage left and right Ooh, Wonderful. most of them coppers by the way you can roll 5d10 and tell me how much later
5: <laughs> enough for a couple of drinks I imagine so I will uh, gather them together as best I can bow, say my thank yous uh, and then also say remember to come back and support Solidus he's uh, unlucky tonight but I'm sure he'll be amazing next time. And uh, then head oh. on the beach to uh, to my adoring crowd, maybe to, to drink a drink. Um, All right. Although he seems a little sad as he as he leaves the stage.
0: Very good. Trouble. All of this has happened. And the bard is now leaving the stage. What do you want to do?
1: Trouble immediately stands up. He grimaces as he does this. Uh, he's still got something hurting on the inside stretching up he makes his way uh as quickly and putting putting speed ahead of stealth right now just going straight for the for the bar to have a word with him
0: i'm gonna you're fine to book go for it
5: hey
0: that
1: uh,
5: uh... Well, um, you're really keen. I, I'm, a, I don't do signatures. I'm sorry, but uh, I, I thank you for your cast. I, I would happily take an ale. Uh, that would be wonderful. Thank you.
1: I turn to the barkeep, to the innkeeper, and and kind of wave and ask, Can you get us a drink?
5: Two big ones coming up. Make it three. Thanks. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Oh, so um so uh did you like the show i i try and throw a little bit in there for everyone something for the kids
1: yeah yeah that that was nice i mean i the the wyvern one especially uh, got my attention hmm. and uh, i've oh, yes. i've heard i don't know hundreds of different versions of that one uh some of them utterly ridiculous but uh something about your rendition it's uh, pardon my straightforwardness, but it's almost too incredible to believe. And and something about that just... You know, no one would make something up like that. And you see you there.
5: Yeah, the the story is one I feel very close to. Let's put it that way. Um, and you're right. You know, It's so crazy, no one could make it up. I mean, if I made it up, I'd make it sound a lot more heroic than it really was. So... There's certainly better versions out there if you like the huge pomp and circumstance of a large battle. Nah, uh, uh, for reality.
1: Nah, no, nah, Believe me, I'm on the. I'm on a bit of a break now.
0: <laughs>
5: uh, recovering. Subtly, kind of waving to Sibylle to to come over and save me from this rambling drunk fan.
0: <laughs> She's very busy. She doesn't see oh, you.
1: Yeah, I've had my fair share of battles. They're, they're not what interests me, but uh, wyverns, though. I mean, down here in the valley. CC, you were there, huh?
5: Yeah, I mean, it was a small wyvern. <laughs> Otherwise, I think the story would have been very different. Hmm. Probably not told at all. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, it, it was—it was certainly an experience. So, why—why why do you? Why do you like Wyverns? Oh, uh, a big fan. No,
1: no, no. Uh, nah, I, I, okay. I couldn't care less about Wyverns. It's, it's, it's the story, you know, your talent and all. But uh, I mean, since you brought up the the topic, when you say a small Wyvern, like you mean a young one
0: or
5: just? Well, I. I, I mean, I, I didn't. The ale brought to you. Ah, oh, perfect. I'll take two of those. Um, yeah, I, I. I mean, I didn't measure the wyvern uh, in, in so much as... It, it just... It seemed smaller than I imagined a wyvern would be. Um, and it certainly seemed uh, less able to kill us. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. So, uh, where where did it come from, this wyvern? Just curious.
5: Know, this was... It was flying over the mountains, um, and, and I, I guess it just saw saw something that it thought was food, thought it would take a shot at it, but unlucky for it it, it came across more than food. Huh. And it was the only one. So maybe it was lost.
1: It what what direction did it come from? It's it's your story, uh, I'm interested. I really I, I mean
5: Uh, North, northeast, I say randomly, not knowing what direction it came from at all, but hoping this person will just go away. It was a windy day, north, northeast. It it was almost dark. Um, uh, It was late in the month, wasn't a full moon, no wind, not raining, slightly overcast. And uh, thank you, sir. So,
0: (laughs) trouble the the fact that he says north, northeast is kind of strange because the empire is to the north and there are giants in the empire but no dragons north of this place you are 100 percent certain of that
1: do do i think he's lying or does this just seem curious
0: i'd say it just seems curious hmm. probably doesn't know where the women came from
1: all right so trouble obviously does not take a hint uh it's it's not his strong point. He's he's like following Tapuk, you know. Um to walking away is like an invitation, follow me. So that's
0: that's a, that's what he does. Yes. Yeah, so is it though? Is it? <laughs> In the meantime, near the bar, Sibylley, you've navigated the crowd to the woman with the butterfly that is hovering around her. And As you walk up to her, she is joined by a man with graying hair, stoutly built, who has just walked back into the inn. And she kind of grabs his arm, gives him a peck on the cheek, and they smile at each other. They are definitely together. And this man has a purple sheen in his his eyes, which the boy, or the younger man, standing On the other side of her, also has, and as you see, the three of them standing together, it's very clear they are a family. What do you want to do?
4: So I I approach the the woman with the bus fly. I'm like, hey, isn't the story great? I um, yeah, I have something that you might be of interest. And I I reach into my bag and draw out this wooden rat it's it's wood carved and i say to to her and the family and i'm like i'm selling these best price that you'll get on the market um they're they're handmade from wood from charlotte's forest about you know three kilometers north and do you know what these are exactly (laughs) these are special these are special products and you'll get them for cheap Two silver pieces, that's it.
0: So the moment, as you approach and start your, your sales pitch, oh. you hear the, the woman kind of say to the uh, the, the uh, middle-aged man by her side, how is everything at the orphanage? Um, but you don't get the answer because you kind of interject yourself into that's that true. conversation. Yeah. Um, Oops. <laughs> Uh, a quiz, quizzical look time. on Lisanne's face, on the, the woman's face. Um, Harold, how do you respond to the Thelion kind of walking up to oh. your family? Well, you've I never mean, seen a creature like uh, Oh, okay. Like this so before, this is a ever. unique
2: creature. So uh, Never.
0: Never in your life.
2: That's your cell Say, say um, I mean, ma'am, have a seat you can join us if you want uh we'll happily buy you a beer but it is uh it is tax season and and uh, this is not a great time to be by for any farmers in this place to be buying um oh. uh, lisan have you told travis uh what might be coming uh or should i we that later? He, he knows okay yeah I, i'm sorry ma'am i mean it's it's oh well i mean can i take a look it's it's beautiful uh it's beautiful yeah. woodwork but um i i have to say um all of the barter goods we brought to town were taken away and i didn't even get to make my donation to support the orphanage this year and the tax man is coming for my son's cattle uh tonight if i don't find more so oh, God. Uh, i i i mean Okay, the cattle come and go, right? This is a normal cycle here that the but this is probably the worst day that you could come to town and try to sell the farmers uh ma'am, what 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 town are you from? Oh where do you hail from
4: a, i'm from I'm from Meldigali, and these are rare specimens. I've got a whole family of different rat carvings here. This is a bigger one, but I've got the smaller version of this if you want half the price
2: <laughs> Wow, do they Honey, would they scare away some rats? Uh, Lisanna probably then looks at me and says, like do not try to buy one of these things. Probably my it, wife looks at no. me. No, like, your not. Your, buy your, one wife, your <laughs> wife
0: kind of looks at you and then looks at uh Lefilion or Sibylle. Well, she kind of she kind of grins, um eyes Sibeli over and says oh, I would have thought Charlotte's wood was to the south
4: uh yeah 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 it is yeah yeah sorry uh, my mistake my mistake but genuine genuine goods from charlotte's forest
0: the moment she she smiles at you you realize she reminds you very much of your friend
4: which friend <laughs>
2: The, bar- the bard. The she
0: reminds you very much of your friend, um, with whom you study in uh, in the woods. She oh, has the definitely. same face and the same hair, but Kester is younger, but definitely, oh. uh, d- definitely looks like this woman.
4: Mm. Can I tell that she's? maybe related to kester Mm
3: -hmm.
0: worth a guess it's up to you just giving Mm. you the information
4: yeah okay in my in my slightly tipsy state i approached the woman again i was like hey hey you look familiar do you do you know someone called kester i have i have a friend we were students back uh last year and we used to practice magic in the forest i wonder like
2: do you know do you know her? My eyes will light up anyway, even though uh, I don't control the NPCs uh, <laughs> but does Lazanne answer since the question was to Lausanne, I think
0: do you want to do you want to jump in?
2: Um, so well, oh, you're a friend of Caster's. We haven't seen her in a, we haven't seen her in a while we miss her I mean then we have to buy you a beer and a meal and I mean I can introduce you to some people to sell your goods but we can't buy any ourselves so uh, okay. we can, we can introduce you some that. folks that could maybe buy but uh, we're definitely not in shape to buy ourselves uh, how is kester and we'll just start uh, asking uh, a bit of stories about uh, what, 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 how how is she faring at school? Is she is she picking things up? Is she learning? Oh, does that mean you're studying the same things that Kester are? Oh,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're learning magic together with um, our our mentor, Tal Nixon.
0: At that point, Lizanne kind of leans over and kind of slips her her arm into yours and says, "No, no, we don't talk about that out loud here, dear. Never know who's listening. Come, let's find a booth. Let's <laughs> sit down and let's talk." And she kind oh. of guides you.
2: How about my beer?
0: <laughs> they'll they'll come,
2: Harold. Yeah, yeah. I'll get beers. Uh, right. I'll slap my I'll slap Travis on the shoulder and uh, walk up to the bar to get beers.
0: Meanwhile, somewhere in the middle of the inn, Tupok <laughs> is trying very hard to get away from this old man with glowing skin who seems to be following him around.
1: So, so what color would you say the wyvern was?
5: <laughs> um. Oh, civilly uh, I will head over to, to, to where Sibley is. Uh, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, my friend is is beckoning for me. Uh, I have the other drink here for her, so I, I thank you very much. <laughs> Do come to my next show. Um, and I'll head over towards where Sibley is.
0: Trouble. Harold, I need both of you to roll a dexterity. Roll d20, add your dexterity modifier, please. Ted. Dexterity's my thing.
1: An eight plus uh, plus seven, yes. So fifteen. Seven?
0: Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Sorry, Harold. Mm-hmm. Um, trouble. You follow Tupac, <laughs> and he kind of dives out of the way towards the booth where you see the uh, the feline, the, the cat-like person, um, leopard-like, I think. Lion-like. Which one was it? Uh, leopard. Leopard-like. Um, sitting down elegantly next to a, a beautiful woman about your age. Give or take. Um, the young man you saw before who seemed to have sparked your run down memory lane. And then right beside him make a Wisdom. Saving
1: throw. Um, do I add my my wisdom modifier, or is this the planar? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plus level, right? Oh, natural nineteen.
0: No, not. Not without. Not with level. No, never mind. Never mind. Uh, doesn't matter. Okay. So, it can't be, but it definitely is. But it shouldn't be because he's supposed to be dead. You are looking at a ghost, standing or sitting right there, smiling at his wife as he puts down some ale on the table. And the moment recognition dawns in your mind, he kind of shifts and looks up under your hood. Harold, you see a face of a man... You lost soul when you were sitting on horseback 20 years ago at dawn.
2: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No. Ah. Uh.
0: Trouble gets to go first because he wrote the highest dexterity. Trouble, what do you want to do? I,
1: I, I'm in too much shock to actually do anything, but, but I don't know if to be happy or angry. I, I still haven't processed this. I'm just like repeating over and over like... No, it can't. I, I put down, I I pour out the rest of my ale and repeat over and over like again. No, this can't. I'm dreaming, but I'm not. What? How? No. And so on.
2: Uh, Could I make a wisdom save to see if I keep my cool or not?
0: No, do you want to keep your cool? You can keep your cool if you I want I can
2: keep my cool? Okay. Um, you
0: respond however you want to respond.
2: I let my eyes pass over this, uh, this tiefling and I put the ale down on my wife's, yeah, give her a good kiss and um, says, I'm going to go talk to Travis. Uh, have fun with your new friend, and I um, have fun with your new friend. And, uh, and I'm gonna go see if I can find the. I'm gonna go see if I can f- find some cattle that we can trade up for uh, for the taxes. S- see you in a bit, hun. And then I just um, walk along the side of the bar away from the stiefling.
0: I'll say, make a deception check. <laughs>
2: What is a deception check based on charisma?
0: Yeah, and Uh, trouble. What is your, what is your wisdom score? uh, My wisdom score, the ability score,
1: the score itself is a 14.
0: 14. So that's your DC.
2: Could I use my landholding farmer? My years of landholding farmer as a way to like really go into this life as a farmer. Okay. I got an 11. I would have made it with my background, but no. Okay. Trouble,
0: you're not having it. hes, he's you, You've dealt with enough people trying to give you to slip over a lifetime of soldiering.
1: No. Oh, no, you don't. Hey, you owe me some answers, buddy. Hey, I'm t- is he is he trying to run away are you trying to run away he's trying to walk away yeah I'm just quietly walking
2: away through the bar uh through this community that I know and uh, not answering uh
0: excuse to book this is very strange the, the the guy who was so adamantly following you just a moment ago has is now following adamantly following <laughs> someone else Of <laughs> course it's like well, God. you sense a story here but you're not sure what it
5: is hmm this guy <laughs> this guy seems like trouble. so uh i will uh put one of the beers down next to Sibylle and say i'll be back this looks like fun (laughs) and i will turn into the person following trouble (laughs) Sibylle,
0: as you're seated next to lazon at this point you watch this very odd Scene unfold. It, it, it takes maybe seven seconds for all of this to happen, and, and so the beers are put on the table. The husband or lover of the of the woman you are talking of, Kester's mother, looks up at the hooded figure that was following Trouble, rambles something about cows and taxes, and then rushes away. <laughs> The, the hooded figure that was following Trouble just shouts at this, at Kester's father, you owe me some answers. <laughs> and starts following him. <laughs> and at that moment, Tobuk, who's just found you and kind of like, hey, hey Sibley, goes, one moment, <laughs> rushes off. As Lazanne turns to Travis, very surprised look on her face and goes, you better go check on your father, darling. Let let us girls catch up with each other. I'll, I'll find you later. And Travis kind of goes, "Yeah, yes, mother, of course." And just kind of gets up and and follows to Puck. And it's now you and Lizanne at the table.
4: I feel like I am nodding along to what Lizanne is saying, but my eyes are following what is happening around me.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: What else do you want to do? The scene, the camera's on you at the moment.
4: Um, So so what are we talking about at the moment, Kester?
0: You were talking about Kester, yeah. Lizanne's all yours.
4: Mm. Um, I asked Lizanne about uh, the orphanage. I, I want to know a bit more about her involvement there cool. because it's obviously just happened from the drunk guy.
0: Sure. Um. Uh... Yeah, um, Mimian Moonblossom runs it. As far as I remember, um, a man named Shadow left his earnings at the end of the war. He was hurt or injured. He died shortly before the war ended. And he wanted his money to be put to good use. And there were a lot of children that were left without parents. So he set up. Well, Mimian took his money and set up the orphanage, and she called it Shadow's Refuge. Um I was, I spent most of my time in and around Meldegali at the time, so I don't know much um, about it. Um, but Harold is close with Mimian. If you want to know more, you can talk to him about the orphanage. But tell me more about Kester. How is she? What, what do you two, two do together?
4: We, um, yeah, thank you for that. We, we basically um, got really close over the last year, meeting uh, Tal Nixon every sunrise um, after the full moon. Uh, just oh to learn dear. about, yeah, just to get up to no good, really. Learn the ways of the forest um, and earth mastery. So, all the spells.
0: Oh. And is yeah. Tal still as handsome as he used to be?
4: No. Are you sure you have the right person?
0: Oh, definitely. 20 years. I mean, that was shortly before I met, met Harold. But, oh, all the women in Meldigali would stop and chat with Tal when he walked through the, through the village.
3: Hmm.
0: That's quite the catch.
4: I can tell you like the older ones. Oh. Uh,
0: I was yeah. a young girl. What can I say? He's probably easily impressed by his magic tricks.
4: He's a bit weird though, isn't he? I, uh, I found some, some pleasure in learning spells of Kester and, and kind of reminiscing on how weird Talnexon was. So that, that brought us <laughs> together.
0: Sounds like the two of you had a lot of fun.
4: Yeah, yeah, she's great.
0: Oh, well, I'm happy to. We, we miss her terribly. We actually should make our way down and visit. It would be good to see Tal as well. So you are a student of the Avedonis.
4: Yes, yes, both, both mm-hmm. of us are. Um, a learning... Yes, I
0: know she is. Just, you know. hmm. It's nice to meet someone else who follows the path as well.
4: Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Love the avadalis.
0: So, Earth, you said?
4: Yes. Earth mastery.
0: Mm-hmm. Fascinating.
4: Well, Why do you say that?
0: There are so many paths to choose from. Is there any other path that has gotten your fancy?
4: Yeah, well, I've been uh, shape-shifting quite a lot. Um, I'm still getting, getting to grips with it, but...
0: It's hard, isn't it?
4: Yeah, and I—it's a bit embarrassing. I keep on glowing this this aura of purple every time I transform. But.
0: Oh, I'd yeah. like to see that. Well, sometimes I wish I could shift into an owl and follow Harold around when he goes off on his walks alone. Sadly, even though I had a knack for it, I never quite had a talent for a lot of magic. I can't do more than make some. Crops grow better. Mm. Well, Kester's very sense. good. Is she?
4: Teach you. Yeah.
0: No, it's not something that you can learn if it's not there. Um, but I'm happy to hear you and Kester are getting along, and I'm happy to hear she's doing fine. Thank you for that. You should you should spend some time with us before you go back. Did she Did she know you were coming? Did she send word or a message or anything for us?
4: Um, no she didn't. I, I kind of left quite abruptly in the end, um to uh to find Topuk. But um yeah, so unfortunately I don't have any message from her, but I should I should make my way back and let her know.
0: Okay, well, when you see her, tell her we'll try to make time to come visit. She's always welcome back home, but she knows that.
4: We'll do Is there anything I...
0: else you want to talk about with Lizanne?
4: Um No, I probably at this point uh go to rescue or see the commotion that's unfolding behind me all
0: right back to harold let's start there all right what are you doing
2: on my path to the door exit of the brittle flagon i am looking for any farm hands that i have employed uh, is there a table full of say three or four farm hands that i've employed as i head for the door on my farm sure yeah all right i will go slap uh whatever coppers i have uh say uh felix ferris
0: felix and ferris yeah
2: four beers if you slow this if you slow that guy down for five minutes and i uh slap some fergus the-
0: looks up from his uh, cup and goes
2: and there's i think got four sorry the table <laughs>
0: So you got Felix, Ferris, and Fergus?
2: Yeah, Felix, Ferris, and Fergus. And I slap enough coins down to say, two beers for each of you, if you slow that guy down for five minutes. And then I head for the door. Uh, there,
0: there's no concept of minutes in this world, but I think well, they get what you mean. There's a concept um, of time. So you rush out the don't door. Don't let him out. <laughs> yeah. All right. I will say you make um a uh, contested strength roll uh for with trouble so go ahead roll strength
2: oh yeah because I'm rolling for them got it yeah, yeah.
0: trouble strength roll please Oof. okay I... eight 16
2: <clears throat> oh 13 uh 13 if you add my uh strength. Your... my strength and I guess okay, I don't eight get plus to five yeah eight plus five yeah natural I don't suppose I can uh again add my background as a farmer nope. yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, What? Natural Natural
0: 16. Natural 16. And for you, Harold, it was a?
2: I rolled an 8 plus maybe a 5 for my strength or maybe a bonus for my landholder experience, but it's not going to make a difference.
0: Okay. Um, Well, there, that's the three guys that are doing it, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So, um, Trouble. These three guys stable hands or farm hands as far as you can tell one scrawny one a bit rotund and one a bit tall and lanky just kind of get up and try to get in your way but you how do you how do you push past them why don't you tell us
1: move it kids and i just brush him aside
0: the Ooh. the bark in his voice and 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 just the the the, the angry scowl on his face, plus the horns, kind of like his hood is peeled back and you can now see some of his horns. Felix, Fergus and Ferris are nice guys, (laughs) but they are not brave at all. They just get out of the way and they're just kind of like staring at Harold and Fergus goes to Felix like, you think Harold's in trouble? Nah, let's buy a beer and see what happens. And I <laughs> take the coppers and get oh, no. some drinks and watch. So Trouble, you're now following Harold outside to book. You're following Trouble.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm following at a discreet distance, Let's put it that way. So I'm not, uh, I'm not running up behind him, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll follow them outside,
3: you know.
0: Okay. We are, we are outside. Tabuk comes out the front I'm, door I'm gonna into to, the cool yeah. evening air. Yeah. Harold, you have exited but yeah. trouble is still following you down the street. What do you want to do?
2: Shit. I'm not going to get rid of him. Um, I'm going to head towards the tax collection stand um, while I think about what to do next when I get there. Um, All right. the, the line's
0: gone Gratis is, is kind of like packing up it's the end of business it's dark outside now
2: I can't think of anything good to do there I'm gonna oh I'm really out of ideas Um, obviously this, this guy is still following me right mm-hmm
1: this weirdo
2: yeah i'm gonna um turn on him and say look man i got enough trouble around here trying to pay my taxes i I don't need some devil coming in causing trouble in my town okay oh wow uh (laughs) I, I, the tax man's back there. He's got some big, tough bastards. If you cause any trouble, they're going to throw you out of town.
1: I look him in the eye and I, 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 for a moment I wonder if I might be wrong about this guy because there's no way that this would be pulling anything off like this. I, and I, I can't figure it out. Do you remember what happened 20 years ago?
2: I've been in, living in this valley for 20 years, man.
1: And before that?
2: I don't have any life before then.
1: What was before then?
2: Nothing, man. I've been this I've been live, working this farm as long as I can remember, ever since I met my woke up and met my wife. Oh. Oh boy! You might want to make a roll on that though—a uh, wisdom roll on that. No, nope. I got—I
1: got so much to process here. <laughs> I mean, you're—you're you're dead.
2: Don't tell my wife that.
1: <laughs> no, you, you. Is um, uh, off? Well, not not meta question, but is—is is there um, are there? And any... do I see? Sorry,
2: Oh, sorry. go ahead. I was was just going
1: to ask if, like, is there any kind of mythology or legends about people coming back from the dead or anything?
0: No, no, nothing.
3: Nothing? Okay, this...
0: You are, you, you, inside, in the bar, with the beer in hand, in that moment, you're
2: convinced you've seen a ghost. But you can change your mind at any time. Do, do I see the orc coming up? Do I see? uh, You see the orc
0: in the door opening of the brittle flag. Okay,
2: so like obviously listening to us or something like that. I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change my um, my demeanor a little bit. I'm gonna (laughs) loosen up my shoulders. I'm gonna walk a step closer to you and uh, reach out my hands and and grab you in and sort of grab your shoulder in a salute sort of thing that you probably remember from the past. I'm going to look you in the eyes. I'm going to look at you in the eyes and say, I don't need any trouble here. Ouch. Trouble, I, trouble. I've got a good life here. I don't need any trouble. He, and I'm just kind of going to clasp, clasp your hand in this way. Uh, yeah,
1: you don't. Well, what, what about your mother? Do you know what she's gone through?
2: Please, please, please. That guy t- tells a lot of stories. There's a lot of people who tell stories, and you have no idea what would happen to my family.
0: To book, make a make a wisdom check, don't oh, add no. your level. Just d twenty plus uh, uh, with a plus wisdom your wisdom modifier.
2: Oh. I'm a farmer. I've been it's farming here for twenty years, and I it's really. And this is where I belong. And I'm just gonna give you this look in your eyes, like... Please.
1: (laughs) You seem to be a trustworthy person. Can't trust a lot of people in this world, but you look like an exception.
0: Who are we talking I'm, I'm to
1: talking to, to to this farmer. Ah. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. For now. I will want answers.
2: I've missed a friendly... Uh, I mean, um... Shit. I... How about I meet you at the... Or- Let me meet you at the orphanage where it's quiet. I'll bring a bottle of whiskey and we can uh, talk about what you think. Uh, talk about. Mm.
1: Yeah. I, I say out loud, like in a. We can.
2: We can sorry. No, go ahead. What do you say?
1: In a very loud voice, I say, I'm sorry I bothered you, sir. I confused you with someone else. You humans look Thanks. alike.
2: Thanks, man. I'll uh, Maybe I'll meet you again a couple hours uh, at the orphanage Uh, at the orphanage (laughs) so
0: Uh, trouble has no idea where the orphanage is but we'll leave it leave it at that he will figure it out Um, from the door opening to book Mm -hmm. you take this in what do you think (sighs)
5: seems just like a case of mistaken identity that that uh, that poor farmer being hassled by the guy with weird horns. Um, Another
2: kind of By the guy figure. who hassles everyone.
5: Exactly, he was hassling me.
0: You're not sure. Um, I mean, you know uh, Sibley is unique. Hmm. You've never seen someone like that before either. Hmm. But at this point, Sibley kind of appears by your
5: side. Oh, hey. Did you finish your drink already? Down to M1 okay now i remember yes i should have got you too sorry
4: what's going on over here
5: oh i'm just watching that poor farmer getting harassed by that guy who wouldn't stop harassing me seems like it's his hobby
4: <laughs> should i start harassing someone
5: i don't know i feel like there's been a lot of harassment going on um let's see mm. what he says i don't know if trouble's coming back our way or hmm
4: Okay, That's a... we'll, we'll go over to Harold.
0: So wait, who's doing what? So Tapuk is, are you going over to Harold or are you
5: waiting for Trouble? Oh, I'm just going to stand in the doorway waiting to see if Trouble <laughs> comes back in.
0: Okay, and Sibley, are you going to Harold or are you waiting?
4: It's Harold is currently um, leaving leaving the the outside of the, the inn. Where is, where is Harold right now?
0: Harold?
2: uh good question what am i doing um
0: you're outside it's night you're on the streets uh or actually on the market square where booths are half um erected for the titans tith festival Mm. um and you know you have a you have a couple of options. You are likely to spend the night in the brittle fagging, yeah, um, because you've uh, lodging there with Travis and Kester. Yeah. Um, or you can go for a walk around town or anything. It's it's a big it's a big town on a hilltop think, with a wall around it.
2: I think I told my wife. Uh, I think I gave my wife the signal that I was going to go off and do something. With mm-hmm. no clear sign of when I come back, she probably knows that that means I'm doing something. Uh, so I am actually going to do what I told Trouble, which is I'm going to head over to the orphanage,
3: mm-hmm. and I'm
2: going to try to find a cheap bottle of whiskey or something of, of rot gut on the way because I can't afford much anymore. I gave, lost my barter stuff. I, uh, I, I lost my barter stuff to the tax man. I haven't raised any more funds, and I gave a you bunch of. My I didn't buy any wooden rats, luckily, so I have enough for a... Uh... So I'm gonna to try to find a bottle of cheap whiskey uh, like I promised trouble and head to the orphanage where I will hopefully meet him if he can find his way to the orphanage.
0: Okay, let me just look something up
2: here. Um, you know
0: that at this time of day, you can probably dig up a cheap drink at the rat's cracked skull. A dive, all the way into back alleys in the most rundown part of Gold oh. Meadows. Uh, it's a bit of a walk, but you know, it's, it's not cold. It's fresh.
2: Oh, would that be a better place to um, have a drink with someone and not be observed?
0: I mean, there they don't discriminate. You can take it outside in a brown bag. Ah, uh, yeah. Then in that case, I'll drink. I'll
2: head into the dirtier parts of town, grab myself a, a bottle of rot gut from there, and then head to the. Uh, to the uh, orphanage if i can if nothing Hmm. else goes wrong along the way
0: as you're walking to the rats cracked skull you pass from the market through the living quarters to the part of town that is kind of in a slump Hmm. it's kind of downhill there um and the buildings become dilapidated no. very quickly. It goes from houses with stories to hovels and tents, kind of. And can I ask as you, you as Sorry. you enter this area, you see a child, a boy, a dirty face, uh, torn and worn clothes, a boot with the toes missing on his right hat, right foot, a wooden board under his left foot strapped to it with, with rope. And walking around looking for stuff. And as he as he sees you as as you walk on by, he kind of looks up and you can see that he's been crying. Ah oh, no. Okay. Pardon me, sir! Have you seen her? Have you seen my Shella? She's gone Who's Shella, son? You know, uh, Shella is a type of animal, and they are the cutest ever. They are—they're kind of be a, a mix of a, a rabbit and a puppy. Okay. Huge eyes, big floppy drooping ears, fluffy like a koala, hugely soft to go You'd want to, when you hold one, you probably just want to hold it the whole day, and they love to just sit on your lap and kind of just munch. It it's
2: incredible. This seems probably a lot better use of my time than getting drunk, uh, than getting bottles if I meet trouble later. By the way, I have no idea if people are following me or not. I have a feeling people might be following me. Uh, You'll so, find hey, out? Hey, kid. Uh, yeah, the, the the way you find shellas are always... Uh, you always got to call for them. And they're usually going to be hiding under the warmest spot they can find. Let's see. uh yeah, I start doing a little call. I'm just a little former farmer. Hopefully, I know this kind of thing. And uh, go ahead and uh, let's say uh,
0: you're searching, yeah. right? Kind of yeah. like trying to find it. Yeah. Um, sure. Roll a d20 and your intelligence modifier.
2: I'm not rolling great today. That would be an eight, and I guess you're not going to give me my farmer bonus for do, finding do you have animals either. background. Land-holding farmer? Sorry? Do you have another background? Uh, I have something I won't be naming this session, and i have married to a druid. So I, I know things that druids know. Some things that druids know.
0: All right, add the, add the druid one too.
2: Okay, that's still, that still only gets me to ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And you look around, but the, the, the whatever creature this boy is looking for is is nowhere to be found. At one point, after searching a bit, he just kind of looks at you like you know a street urchin, and just goes, mm. "You don't know what you're talking about either. Nobody can help me," and he just kind of like walks off, crying and upset.
2: Do I need to get this kid to the orphanage?
0: Hey, there's a there's probably has a home or something there, yeah okay
2: right? failed side quest yes <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah okay you, um, you try
0: to do you want to forcefully take the child to the orphanage no it's
2: she's <laughs> right. hopefully has someone to take care of him but uh, i guess um, yeah i guess that's what i'm gonna i'm gonna try and get a bottle of booze and head to the orphanage to hopefully meet trouble for some drinks and reminiscing
0: you walk into the rat's cracked skull, which is a bar that's lit by a single torch. Um, there's three tables that are lit by candle stumps, and you can hear the rats as you walk inside, rushing along the walls and under the tables. And um, it's dirty, it's dank, and new faces are not very welcome here, which is something you would know. But you might have gone in over the course of 20 years and bought a drink or two for whatever reasons you'd have to visit a place like a place like this yeah you get your drink and on your way out the bottle of the good stuff (laughs) the proprietor a man named agris hey agris flicks you a matchbox that has a drawing of a rat skull that's cracked on top of it do
2: i have any idea what this kind of thing means
0: it's a matchbox you can use it to light a fire you oh got okay. a matchbox to your inventory. ah uh, thanks gotta give one to everyone harold even to you
2: marketing no, eh?
0: drinking in public
2: hey do you know If you're looking for some marketing, you've got this rat matchbox. I know a woman who's made some really nice statues. You could probably put them on the shelf, lighten the place up a little, sell them to your lovely patrons as sort of a memory of the place, souvenir. But woman, anyway, you
0: say, sure, send her over. I'll
2: send her over. <laughs> Special price. I'll send her your way. They're great stuff, but, you know, uh, it's tax season, so I don't have anything more to give than for this whiskey. Oh, it's tax season, is it? Ah, come on, you city folks don't have to worry about that tax exclusion zone and all that. But us farmers pay every year, and they, the price goes up every year, as you know. Man, I wish we could, uh, I wish we could do something about that. Gratis, I think he's ripping us off more than, uh, more than your back alley uh, friends here with the drink at this place.
0: At this point, you you having this conversation with Agris. you hear the legs of the chairs at one of the three tables that you just passed on your way and moved back. And at that table, you see Cracker and Smiley, the Reeves enforcers. Oh. Oi! You
2: talking about my boss? Yeah, but you're Cracker off duty. Says. You're off duty, Cracker. Don't make me tell your mom that you're giving us giving me trouble. Sorry, what? Come on, man. Your mom's my neighbor. Don't maybe not tell her you're giving me trouble. You're off duty. Cracker. You're off duty. Cracker Take of, it easy. kind of
0: looks at you. Smiley, smiley the short scrawny one, it's kind of like pulls a little dagger out from his belt. A little serrated knife. You've been making a lot of trouble today, Greenhaven.
2: I've had a really rough day. you're right i've been making trouble i will uh i'll watch my mouth and i take my drink and head for the door unless they stop me
0: the moment you try to push past cracker steps forward and puts a big fat hand on your on your chest in the meantime outside trouble to book sibley what have you done
5: So um, I was going to wait to see if Trouble came back in. Um, so it depends very much on where yeah. it's headed.
1: I think I was going to head back in.
0: Yeah. You head back into the Brutal Flagging.
5: So on the way past to Book, will say kind of a brown color. And now you mention it. I think it probably came from the south, not the north. I'm pretty sure it was daytime and... Uh, it was raining. Yeah, sorry, my memory is not what it used to be. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, uh, right.
1: That, uh, Yeah, yeah. No. Good. Good. Good storytelling. Good storytelling. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. I I just mm-hmm. walk by, completely ignoring him. Where do you go? The back Indiana. back into the end. I actually don't know what to do with myself now. I just need to sit down somewhere and think.
0: Okay, You sit down in the ink, in order a drink, and sit there.
1: And I stare, I just stare into the mug. I don't drink it. I'm just staring into it.
0: Okay, Tupuk, Sibili, by the door, what do you want to do?
4: So as I go outside and, and see Tupuk kind of follow Trouble back in, I, Hesitate for a moment. Um, I can see Harold's kind of gone off in the distance. Um, I don't know where he's gone. And then it kind of me- suddenly comes to my brain that I, I needed to go back in um, and speak to Lisanne. Um So I go and do that.
0: You go back into the to the inn. Okay, in to book you were?
5: I was going to go back in as well, grab some of those drinks from the adoring fans while they still remember who I am.
0: All right, they're all... Just so happy to see you. People buy you so many drinks, you don't know what to do with them.
5: Drink them, I believe. Drink them, yes. And And give them to...
0: Make a constitution saving throw. (laughs) Uh, I'll say it's it's given the quantities you're trying to consume, you need to beat
5: an 18. Well, I got a 7. Does that count? Plus? No, just a 7. I'm not a big stocky orc. I'm a skinny, skinny little orc.
0: The book uh, brings out a puppet
5: <laughs> and
0: seems to be talking to himself in the booth right next to Lizanne, who's getting more uncomfortable by the moment, uh, Sibley. So it's good that you have arrived here to keep her company as well. What do you want to talk about?
4: Um, so I'm going to ask Lizanne. Um, actually, now that I come to think of it, uh, Kester did ask me to pick pick up some medicine, do you, do you know what she might have meant by that? Hmm.
0: Medicine, did she? Did mention any particular kind of medicine?
4: No, I'm, I'm hoping it's a special jurid kind.
3: <laughs> Maybe
4: from the farm?
0: Right. Oh, dear. You so need to come back to the farm with us. And I'll show you a thing or two. Um, you can take some medicine back to tall and neck and kester so good we'll take care of that tomorrow in the meantime do you have a place to stay for the night
4: no no actually i don't um yeah i was just gonna try and see where the night took me um but um if we if (laughs) if you're offering
0: no, no, I was just curious, but it seems like your friend here is having a jolly good time. Um, Stop talking and to my I puppets. Think I think it's, it's, it's about my bedtime, so I'm, I'm going to lead you, uh, you to it. Did you see my son anywhere, by the way?
5: Oh, is he the older gentleman outside?
0: That one, that's my <laughs>
5: husband. Oh, okay. I'll go back to talking
0: to my puppets. <laughs> Lazanne just kind of smiles and gets up, excuses herself, pats you on the arm simply and says, see you in the morning. I'm sure you'll sort it out um, between the two of you. Good night. Good night. As you, she kind of speaks with you, the butterfly hovers over and lands on your shoulder for a moment.
4: My and shoulder? Then, whoosh,
0: winks out of existence. Oh. The raised oh. you, our little secret. And mm. she walks off.
4: <laughs> that medicine, eh? Cool. I go um, and start collecting some of those beers with Topuk.
0: Oh, very good. Harold, you have booze. You have left the rat's cracked skull.
2: Oh, so I haven't gotten the shit beat out of me, Mia. Or well,
0: nobody else here knows what happened there except for you. Oh, okay. And you've made your way to the
2: orphanage, which
0: is closed because it is nighttime, and the seven children that do live there are sleeping. As is trouble. Probably
2: has no idea where the orphanage is. <clears throat> in case trouble is not. Um... Showing up in five minutes, I'm going to start my path back towards the tavern and hope I meet him on the way. Uh, How much do you drink on the way there? Uh, I was going to save... I'm saving this drinking for drinking with trouble. I don't drink any of it. I'm waiting for drinking with trouble.
0: All right. Very good. Um, with your brown bag yeah, and whatever drink is in there. You're never quite sure what you get at the Wrath's Cracked Skull. You find your way back to the Brittle Flagon Inn which is gone quiet. Hmm. Few patrons are left because everyone is getting ready for the fair the next day. But Do I see Trouble? You walk in. Trouble is still sitting there staring into his cup. Um, The booth that you had taken, there is the orc who is having a conversation with his hand puppet, (laughs) and the filion, and there are a lot of empty
2: mugs
0: (laughs) strewn across that table.
2: What do you want to do? I'm going to, now that the place is a lot quieter and there's a lot less people to see, I'm going to go sit down with my old friends and put a bottle in front of him and I'll throw a copper for the, uh, to, um, to, uh, our, our patron as the, uh, corking, corking fee, I guess. And, um, and sit down and have a long, quiet conversation with trouble about the past. So go ahead and have a conversation about the past. Oh, you want to role play it? Mm. Uh, my friends, it has been 20 years since I've seen anyone from my old life. I hoped you'd never, hope no one would ever find me, but, uh, I'm glad it was you. I'll pour a shot for you and a shot for me, and.
1: You know, there's a lot of things I have to say. And yet, I have no idea what to say. I mean,
2: there's never, Hmm.
1: let's start with the obvious, how I, I saw what was left of you.
2: Things went wrong. Shara couldn't do it. We made an agreement how to end the war, how to end the blood feud as well as we could.
1: so but Rachel
2: I um, pour myself a double glass and drink it I said trouble I don't want to talk about that I don't want to talk about Rachel
1: yeah sorry man I didn't didn't mean to I'm just blurting things out you know trying to fit it all together
2: I don't think there's anything to fit, Trouble. It's a terrible life. Look at yourself. Look at yourself. Mm. You can barely stand. You can barely breathe.
1: Well, that was... uh...
2: Everyone kills each other. The only... Nobody wins. Innocent villages like this die every time. Do you remember Thundering Pass? Do you remember how many died? Because of me? I don't want anything to do with it. And I think you should, you know, if you want to. Can you leave it behind too? Settle down here. <laughs> Why go back? Well, first you should kick the tax tax officer's uh, ass and take his job. Nah, but then you'll be part of the machine. You're part of the system, you don't want that. That's not for you. How's your mom?
1: Oh, she's she's still around. Uh, yeah, she's getting old. So is my dad. But uh, how, how's how's uh, Harold's Arnaldus's uh, mother? By the way, DM.
5: I don't know. No, I'm, I'm asking the GM. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: haven't seen her in years because. In the aftermath of that final battle, which the Thandrims won over your side of it, the Thanes took power of both half-giant and human country, and the champions of Alta Thoral, of the King of Men, um, were relegated to the Valley of a Thousand Tears and have been doing duty there for the better part of those 20-ish years, maybe a bit longer. The only Velistar that still lives near Valdis there, as far as you know, is Rachel, and not even in Fort Caledon because mm. all of the fortresses were overtaken.
2: Rachel's dead? Uh, sorry. Uh, Margaret.
0: Margaret. Margaret. <laughs> Margaret. Yeah. Good one.
2: Did you ever so, get it on with Margaret, Trouble.
0: Get along. You know Margaret's is married to uh Ithana. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I tell him that?
2: Oh, sorry. Did you tell me that? No. Wait,
1: did, did this happen after? Uh, how yeah, long did this happen?
0: Hmm?
2: Say it happened after.
0: It's more this fun. probably happened a few years after her Hernandez died.
1: Do you keep track at all of your family? Because you know, uh, your sister, your sister, uh, Margaret, she's in Ithana now. Yep.
2: Yeah, well, I guess I should have seen that coming. But that blonde little. Well, okay. That's your doing. I guess you didn't. I guess you didn't score with her. Oh, well. Nah. Uh, well.
1: Yeah, with the life I lead. I,
2: I miss them all, man. I miss them all, but. Nothing came of it with death. Nothing. Ever, man. And I. I hate that I had to let them down. I hate that I had to disappear, but I couldn't do it anymore.
1: Look.
2: What have you been. Uh, what happened to you man ah same old did did cam do that to you
1: no no this is from that uh, silly dragon hunt <coughs> the yeah uh, hang on I'm gonna find the notes the balaur gora
2: is that like the story we just heard from the orc bard no oh, okay
1: no no this this was hang on just a Yeah, there was some big dragon hunt event. You were talking about the uh, going out, hurting yourself and earning nothing. Well, I just earned myself a recovery vacation.
2: Well, good for you. And I'll pour a double shot for you.
1: Yeah, but uh, don't tell anyone. I lower my voice here. Did you win or did you lose? Oh no, I lost. But uh, this, this, no, I, I, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Uh, I'll be fine. Uh, I do need the break, but uh, I'm actually not on vacation. But uh, I mean, since we're telling each other secrets and stuff, uh, I mean, my secret's not as cool, but. Uh, I'm well, actually. My secret's not cool,
2: people. What? <laughs> well, my secret's not cool. Yeah, you, it's the opposite.
1: Tell you, me what's up. You know what I mean. I, I uh, yeah. don't have a way with words. That's that's not my strong yeah. point. Uh, yeah. These these uh, this whole wyvern business showing up. I mean, till today. What you know, you mean? There, there there was that wyvern that showed up in the area, some time ago, with the uh, the one the Griffin Riders killed.
2: Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Heard about that.
1: There shouldn't be wyverns here. There should not be mm-hmm. wyverns here.
2: No, I mean, wyverns eat a lot of, a lot of cattle. Yeah. This is not going to be good for, uh, not going to be good for us here if there's wyverns moving in.
1: Uh, it's more than the wyverns. I mean, you know what wyverns mean. You know what wyverns mean. You know where they come
2: I mean, from. I i don't know so i they can't be moving south they can't be moving south the emperor wouldn't let them that's the thing
1: i mean i couldn't care less if it was an orc or a cat or one of those little shala creatures that killed them the <laughs> wyverns is is this is there could be something bad going on
2: so, but i mean who sent you then
1: well as I mentioned, I'm not on vacation.
2: Right, but that means somebody sent you. Who's paying the bill? I'm the s- governor I'm of-
1: still in service. Oh yeah, of
2: course, of course. I mean, yeah,
1: it's been twenty years. You must have gotten rusty there.
2: Yeah, yeah. But,
1: uh, look, I I see what, what you mean.
2: Is there? Yeah. Uh, are you any closer to finding him? I need to come across a lot of money fast. And man, a wyvern hide would probably, uh, presenting a, a wyvern as a bounty to the Bonebreaker would probably make you a lot of money. And if you could, I mean, I wouldn't want to do it, but I could, it'd be a way to help mm, help me pay for my taxes quickly.
1: How much do you need?
2: Oh, Jesus, 400.
1: Four, wow. Okay, that's... Yeah. That's more than I own.
2: yeah exactly but that's what I mean like yeah. I need to get something I need to pull a uh, I need to pull something out of the hat soon or or we're gonna lose a lot of a big chunk of the of my son's farm or my farm.
1: What's this the tax
2: can, collector? Yeah I mean come on hate him love him. It's the way things are. You can't really uh can't really change it. I mean it's not like I'm gonna go get a, in a fight with the tax collector, uh with the tax collector's enforcers over this. <clears throat> Nothing good could come of that. Uh, well.
0: As Harold says this, he remembers <laughs> how he just took Cracker by whatever hair he had left on his head and slammed him face first into this table in the wrath's cracked skull before very quickly and swiftly sweeping Smiley off his feet and kind of foot-planting or boot-planting his foot on Smiley's chest before Smiley could do anything with that little dagger and then headed out of the rat's cracked skull. He just has this image in his mind there.
2: Oh, I guess I didn't keep my cool after all. Thank you for the montage. (laughs) Well
1: this uh, tax collector do you know where he keeps his goods
2: <laughs> you never change no. you can take a night out of the out of the ghetto but you <laughs> I don't know where this story's going uh, my... as they're
0: having this conversation <laughs> the camera pans back <laughs> thank you <laughs> to Tupuk. <laughs> with his puppet <laughs> and Sibley at the oh, table. What's going on there?
5: I'm sure some amazingly intelligent conversations. Um, between the, the jokey puppets and the continued drinking, uh, I guess we see Harold and Trouble talking it out on, the, on one of the other tables.
4: I'm, uh, I'm going from table to table as well with my, with my wooden rats, um, trying to sell them on and also promote my, my stall for the next day in the market.
0: <laughs> there aren't a lot of patrons left, and most of them are well into their cups or on their way out. But roll a d20 and add your Charisma modifier, please, Sydney.
4: Okay. I got... Uh, I got
0: a 19. A 19. You find at least, what's the going price for your rats?
4: Um, Two silver pieces.
0: Two silver pieces. You find at least three people who are willing to buy one for you. You add six silver pieces to your purse. Including one that you sell to uh, Tolting Tolsar, the innkeep.
4: Oh, nice. Yeah. Bargain. Um, I also, you know, keep on promoting that my stall's there tomorrow. It's not going away. It's there all day. And uh, (laughs) buy one, get one free.
0: It's at, at this point that you've made your final sale and you're kind of like rubbing this information into someone's face. And as you look at them, you're not sure if you've told them two or three times before as you've made your round around the inn a couple of times. That for figures walk in through the front door. One of them, big, roundish, with what seems to be a nose that has been recently bleeding and the blood not cleared completely off his face, walks in, in his rather large shadow, a smaller figure, um, two serrated knives already out from his belt. And right behind him, two more men you would only know to describe as thugs walk in. The short one with the knives out, takes one knife and points it at the table where Trouble and Harold are sitting. And he shouts, Tulsar, close the doors, board up the bar. We have the Reeves business here. Greenhaven. Yeah. Greenhaven. We were just going to burn down your farm. But now, we're going to come straight for you.
2: My friends, if I can answer. My friends, it was just a friendly bar fight while you were off duty, and I was drinking. Are you sure you want to start this?
0: With that, the little <laughs> one just rushes forward. Okay.
2: And that's where we're going to leave
5: tonight. Yay! <laughs> Wait. Leave it on a high note.
3: No! <laughs> <sighs>
2: you can't. Well, I guess... Uh, hmm guess we're gonna have some fun all
3: right
0: hey thanks everyone for listening to this very first episode of the Might and mercy podcast we hope you enjoyed it and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode um where you can follow the wonderful adventures these four crazy characters are about to embark on
2: <laughs> yes.
0: This is a world of magic. In the Rishoan Empire, a giant rules from the craven throne. This empire has known peace and prosperity ever since the ravenous beast was repelled in the battle of a thousand widows. Yet where light rules, a shadow always lingers, and rumors of a dragon army on the rim of the empire swell. As vile and virtuous powers are about to end their world, the lives of a farmer, a wanderer, a merchant and a knight collide when their life's regrets return to haunt them. A quest for redemption leads our would-be heroes down a path that would spell certain death for most. But they are not most people. Threats to the Empire mount and four strangers are forced to face the consequences of their past failures in order to stave off the cataclysmic events that would herald a new age. This is the world of might
3: and mercy. Subscribe and never miss an episode.